Hey, I'm Sean, and this is the Growth Code Podcast, helping you to create more revenue, profit, and freedom in your business. I'll be sharing the ideas, knowledge, and tools I've gathered over a career of helping businesses thrive. So welcome, agencies, consultants, and service-based business owners. Let's create that seven-figure business that loves you back. This episode is all about a five-step strategy to keeping clients, even in tough times. The role of marketing simplified is to get and keep clients. We know that there are only three ways to grow any business. Get new clients, get clients to spend more, and spend more frequently. Yet most business owners only focus on the first pillar, which we know costs six to seven times more than retaining good clients. Geometric growth can happen for your agency or business when you focus on all three at the same time. So let's walk through strategies to keep clients even in tough times. Before we go there, let's talk a little bit about client retention and what that ideally looks like for your agency or service-based business. Step one, set goals for client retention. There are several ways to measure client retention. This is the place to start before you can set any goals. And it's really important to work this out. It doesn't have to be perfect or to the decimal point. You're gonna need your accounting system for this exercise. I want you to pull a list of all the clients you've served in a given period. Let's say the last 12 months. Now grab your favorite highlighter pens and identify the new clients you've onboarded. In another color, you'll want to highlight the clients who are still active now, today. You're going to take the total number of clients at the end of the period, minus the number of new clients onboarded, divided by the total number of clients at the start of the period. As a percentage, this is your retention rate. So if you had 50 clients at the start of the year, 40 clients at the end, and you acquired 10 new clients during the year, your retention rate would be 60%. It sounds a little complicated at first, but working it out this way helps an agency or service-based business where you might have to account for project work. It's not perfect, but it is a model for you to get started with. As an agency business, if you predominantly work on a project-by-project basis, you may have a higher churn rate and lose clients naturally when projects come to an end. If that's the case, you'll have a lower retention rate. There are hordes of benefits to having clients stay with you for the long haul. It's easier and cheaper than acquiring new clients. You can generate recurring revenue opportunities, if that's the right thing to to do, as you know my stance on selling retainers. And a happy client who stays with you is likely to be a great referrer too. We can't improve what we don't measure, and we don't know if we're on track if we don't know where we're headed. So really, I want to make this actionable for you. Hit pause or schedule some time to work out your client retention rate and set yourself some goals. You might look at how much of your revenue you want to come from repeat business, what type of clients you want to keep doing business with, and who your aligned clients are. Step number two, analyze your client list. It sounds horrible and impersonal to say, but it has to be done. 
You've got your client list from the last 12 months, so keep that to hand because you'll need it for this step. We're going to categorize your clients into four groups. Now you could adapt those categories to make them relevant, but let me share with you what the quadrant looks like and the model that I've got to use for you. Okay, the first one, think of your best client. When they call, you answer, they treat you and your team like the creative partners you are. They pay their invoices on time. There's trust, respect. You might even like each other. These are your aligned clients. They're the ones who you'd love to clone 10, 20 times over. Next, think about your best buyers. These are your top spenders. If you want two or three more of these whale clients, it would be a total game changer for your agency. Similarly, if you landed several of them at once, you might not have the capacity to deliver as their projects tend to be so big. I'm going to go a little around the houses here, but I feel it's a good time as any to bring up Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule. Yeah, that thing. The Italian economist says that 80% of your revenue will be generated by 20% of your clients. Maybe 80% of your revenue is generated by 20% of the services you offer. It's important to connect your best clients to the top revenue streams, but I'll come back to that later. Just keep that rule in mind. The point I want to make about the 80-20 rule is that you also have your weakest clients, the squeaky wheels who need the most oil. And sure, bad clients can become good clients, but not without a strategy. The squeaky wheels aren't profitable clients, and you know where I'm going with this. You then have clients who aren't bad, but they are tough nuts. If I borrow the concept from the famous Boston Matrix that was developed in the 60s to analyze market share and market growth, these would be, these would go into the box that's called the question mark. Uh, back in the day, they used to call it problem child, but I think they had to change that to be more politically correct. They might not fit into your niche, but they are buying what you do. They might be operating in an industry that's in decline, and you're not entirely sure where the growth potential is or the subsequent revenue potential is with this client. So they're tough nuts. The Boston Matrix is a good framework for market share, but I've created this adaptation for you to look at to categorize your clients accordingly. Aligned clients, best buyers, squeaky wheels, and tough nuts. I'll put a PDF link to the framework for analyzing your clients into the show notes, but it's gonna help you to prioritize your client nurturing plan, identify where you can add value, and look for referral opportunities. Which brings me to the next step. Step number three, audit. You want to invest your time, energy, resources and money where you have the capacity to add value to clients with the highest growth potential and align your best revenue streams with clients to create more revenue potential for your business. By using the framework, you've naturally created a prioritization of number one, best buyers, number two, aligned clients, number three, your tough nuts, and number four, your squeaky wheels, who you can retire or massively increase the prices for. Looking at the clients you have listed on your quadrant in one, two, three, and four, you want to do an audit. Obviously, we're looking at who they are, 
We want to take a deeper dive and get to know their business, pains, needs and goals in a lot more detail. So here are some questions to prompt you in this audit. Where are these clients in the life cycle of their business? How is their industry doing as a whole? Are there any current challenges that are facing them and what's the impact? What are your current needs or their current needs? What have they bought from you? How often and how frequently? How would you rate the strength of your relationship? You might want to do this audit exercise with team members who work closely with the clients and do a little market research on their industry too. This will allow you to brainstorm ways you can potentially support and add value to these clients where you want to grow the accounts. It doesn't necessarily mean going straight in for a sale, but it could be to strengthen your relationship with them. That's a good strategic objective. Client retention is a long-term strategy, so don't think of this in terms of quick wins. One of my happiest clients was looking for an introduction to a certain large corporate company. Really difficult to get into without an introduction. By making that introduction for her, with nothing but good intentions and wanting to add value, I've retained a very happy client. So look for the opportunities, join the dots, and see where you can add value to your clients. Step number four, proactive action plan. Even if your clients aren't reaching out to you or their project is completed, you and your team should be communicating proactively, whether it's scheduling to get feedback, ask for testimonials, or keeping lines of communication open to see how things are going. If you're in constant, consistent communication, you'll naturally find opportunities to add more value and ultimately cross-sell and upsell. You don't need a fancy CRM. You can keep a calendar or a chart that tracks clients, dates of communication, notes, and so on. You could create a simple system in a Google Sheet, a Trello board, Airtable, or Monday board. Whatever works for you, just keep it simple. To give you an idea of something proactive and easily actionable, one of my one-to-one clients who owns a PR agency set up a VIP email newsletter for clients. It's a regular newsletter providing high-value content such as client success stories, advice and insights. After each email is sent out, the team follows up personally with clients who open and engage with the emails. That'll be through LinkedIn, personal video emails and inviting clients to Zoom lunches. The agency has since set up a client education program providing training on relevant topics and continuing to add massive value. I don't need to tell you that their repeat business is through the roof. Step five, client success. There are dozens and dozens of client retention programs that you can leverage. There are no shortage of ideas or information, so I'm not going to go there for now. Maybe I'll do another episode just on that. What I wanted to talk about is the step to start mapping out, optimizing, innovating, and documenting your client journey. I've had many clients go through this exercise and develop the client success maps, which are impressive. Keeping a client is about building trust, delivering on expectations, and creating an incredible experience from the get-go. If everything is well thought out, deliberately designed, and processed so it's scalable and repeatable, you'll be onto a winner. 
You have a proven process in your business. I know this because you've already had some success at doing what you're doing. But is that proven process written down, documented, shared, so everyone in your team knows what's involved at each stage? If not, you're going to start creating your proven process or client success map. This is a really fun exercise to do with your team, a few flip charts and some Sharpie pens. Start by identifying each touch point with a client, from your initial discovery call to onboarding to delivering your services, go live and hand off. You'll want to think about your clients from the matrix. Maybe your best buyers and your aligned clients have slightly different onboarding depending on the value of their spend. At each stage, you want to brainstorm what your client's thoughts and feelings are and ask yourself if you're delivering on your brand values at each stage, at each touch point. I did this exercise with a client whose niche was in the aviation industry. It was an intensive, intensive day and we used some role play with team members pretending to be the client, the different categories of clients. Not only did we find 12 months worth of content marketing ideas, but we found several opportunities to upsell and cross-sell, leading to a 750k uplift in revenue. Just in case you thought you would skip this step and gloss over it, what could this be worth to your business? Do the work. It's worth it. Once you have your proven process, it becomes an incredible sales tool as well. When you show your clients what to expect and remove uncertainty, you will find your conversion rates and retention rates will skyrocket. If, an I, if I can help to take a deeper dive into client retention and help you create a world-class success map that explodes your competitive advantage, DM me on social media, the word growth, or email me, hello at workwithshawn.co.uk. So let's just quickly recap on what we've covered here. I want to break this down so it's really tangible and actionable for you. Number one, pull your client list, work out your current client retention rate and set some goals. Number two, analyze your client list, categorizing your clients using the framework I've talked through. Number three, audit your clients and take a deeper look to find opportunities for adding value. Number three, create a proactive action plan and design your own communication plan with your clients. Number five, Systematize your client success map so you can make retention a core growth strategy in your business now and beyond. High five. Thank you for listening to the Growth Code podcast with me, Sean Lanigan. If you're ready to crack the growth code for your agency or consultancy business, then DM me on social media, the word growth, or email hello at workwithshawn.co.uk. Let's see how I can help you navigate this wonderful, crazy journey of being a business owner and pave your path to permanent profits.